Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. So next up, we have founder of Core Advantage located in Melbourne, Durham McInnes will be discussing increasing your surface area for luck. Welcome, Durham, and thanks for jumping on, mate. Thanks, Ed, for having me. Uh, great to be part of such a, a crew. Yeah, so I have been incredibly lucky in my career. There's been so many near misses where core advantage couldn't have existed. I think before you even talk about luck, you have to talk a little bit about survivor bias because the reason we're all here on this panel is because our businesses didn't die, uh, and there's about five different times mine mine cut off. So I think it's important to, you know, for people thinking about starting a business, you only hear the success stories mostly. So sometimes there is just luck that plays into uh, keeping a business alive. We had a nasty situation about two and a half years into the business where if we hadn't been given an overdraft by the, I'd probably be off doing something completely different at this point in time. So I think, and you know, I know quite a few of the guys' stories here and there's often an important stroke of luck comes into it. But I do think you can increase your surface area for luck. I think that's an interesting thing to to think about do you want to just rattle on about it jack or you got questions yeah let, let, let's yeah I'm, I'm intrigued I, I think I, I know where you're coming from but yeah just for, for those listening okay. talk us through from, from an athlete's perspective and then also from a business point of view what are some ways that you can increase your surface area yeah life? so from an athlete's point of view it's being you know if you're a coachable athlete if you're ready to go if you're receptive to feedback if you're putting in that extra work an opportunity is going to come along and you can just, you know, someone, you know, can go down with an injury and you can step into their spot, do amazingly. Like, and perhaps more importantly, you can, as an athlete, attract really good mentors that are going to know that, that investing their time and effort in you really pays off. So I think, I think it's massive. Those coachable athletes, you know, we, whether it's conscious or subconscious, there's just certain people as coaches, you want to give more to those, those athletes you just want to help. And so I think that, from an athlete point of view, that's just making it like is, you know, your best abilities are availability. So it's having that durable, robust body, but also just having that fact that you're enjoyable to coach because you put you put the hard work in, and it, it's not just sort of pissing your time away. It's a really worthwhile thing. So that's from from an athlete point of view, and yep. from a, a business and a coach point of view, I sort of think of it. There's there's a couple of times of luck. There's there's what luck, which is just a little bit random. So what luck, for instance, we 500 meters or 800 meters up the road from our gym they're building a brand new grass athletics track. Like they've ripped up the whole thing. Oh, wow. They're laying down perfect irrigation, sprinklers, and grass athletics. And they did that about a month after we decided we were going to start doing rehab for running stuff. And we're just like, oh, where, where can we go? Like that's just extraordinary what luck. Really, really good random luck. But there's also who luck. And who luck is the people in your life that can make a, a huge difference to your life. And I think you can really, you can't influence what luck much, but you can massively change who luck in your favor. And so for, for me, you know, the most obvious example is probably my business partner, Jacob Tober, VPT coach on Instagram. Jacob had, had finished his, his internship at Oakley Chargers and had actually no real need to do an internship with me at all. But a mutual friend knew that we'd get along like a house on fire because of our sort of shared passion and, and ambitions, put us together and that piece of, of ended up being absolutely massive for me in my life because he's great at all the things I suck at. I'm great at all the things he sucks at. So there's a really good element there. But you follow that chain through and that ends up leading to a whole bunch of other really good events for us as a business. We wouldn't be nearly as well known 
if it wasn't for the early work he put in with his vlogging for, for a long time. And, you know, now we're on the cusp of launching our metric VBT, our VBT app, which never in a million years would I have dreamt up. Like I'm just the, the guy saying, yes, you should hire your brother. He's really smart. Go do that. But so that, that who luck, I reckon, is huge. And the thing is there are ways you can cultivate it. And so I, I think there's fundamentally just a couple of things that you can do that make a really big difference. The first is knowing your weaknesses. Like my ingoing position was, I know I'm actually, I'm as bad at a whole bunch of things as I am good at things. Like I really suck at, at quite a few different things. I've got major weaknesses. So knowing that I was always really hungry to build a team around me that was better than me. So I think that's a good starting position rather than thinking, you know, you know, everything. Having a good vision, you know, when I talked about what I wanted to do, I wanted to democratize high performance for the private sector, which, you know, at that point in time, you know, hadn't uh, really been sort of pushed much. And, you know, Woody, Woody was getting started and he was making a lot, of, a lot of waves and a lot of noise. But apart from him, it was, it was pretty quiet down here. And then I think there's an element, so you've got to have the vision, an element of generosity of spirit. So just, you know, being a good kind of citizen in the space and being positive and just people will tend to want to help you if you're the kind of person that's nice to them, even if you don't need them. Mm. And I don't always succeed at that. Like, you know, sometimes you're in frustration, you do the wrong thing. But, but I think if you do that, and particularly and in passion, like you've got to, and whether the passion is loud uh, and outspoken or whether it's passions expressed through attention to detail, I'm not sure it matters, but passion to actually do really good stuff. And so, yeah, I found time and time again that that combo of things has been really, really helpful. And so Jacob was, was a good example of that. You know, another classic one was, Jack, when I first met you. So Brit Smart dragged you down to our gym to, to say, oh, yeah. she knew, she knew you, you and I would get along. And uh, you mentioned the, I'm not sure what it was called then, but it's now the Melbourne Athletic Development Coaches Network. And yep. And I didn't know about it. I was like, what, what are you talking about? I've never even heard of this thing. And you were like, yeah, I'll, I'll get you on. And I found out about this great event where, you know, where James Russell was uh, hosting events, bringing the community together. And I reached out to him and said, hey, anytime you ever want to do an event, feel free to do it at my place. We'd love to have you there. And I did it because he was just doing a great thing and I wanted to find a way to support that. And that was great. And that ended up, we had Brett Bartholomew come and present at our place, which was really cool. And that was, that was great. But then that also directly was a key lead into us forming a partnership with Iron Edge which was a really huge thing for our business. Uh, and so some people go, oh, my God, you guys are so lucky. And it's like, yeah, we were really lucky. And I certainly didn't chase any outcome from that, but I just wanted to be part of something that I thought was really cool. And so, so there's that sort of generosity element to it as well. And I reckon the last piece, though, is, you know, the, the, the passion element. And, you know, like Lockie has done an incredible job with his plyometric continuum. Like he's really stamped his authority on that concept because people look at that and the, the intellectual rigor that's gone into it. They're like, they're like, if his plyometric continuum is that good, how good must everything else be as well? Like, I think there's a real uh, credibility marker you, you do with that. And I sort of did a, a much lamer version of that with our warm-up. I got a gig in 2006 with the Australian Sapphires, and I felt very insecure about getting this gig over a couple of AIS coaches that are probably deserving of the role. And I said, oh, I want to make the best warm-up in the world. When we go away to the World Championships, I want the best warm-up in the world. And so I put a truckload of work into a simple thing like a warm-up, but that still pays dividends to this day because people see that and that's a signal, it's a signifier of your work that you do. And then that generates more luck for you as well. So I think yeah, you put those things together and you'd be surprised to sort of compound interest on those things collectively.
Yeah. Sorry about the monologue. That was a bit much. Yeah. Wasn't it? No, it was good. I was uh, captivated. I even forgot that I was hosting something for a second there. But that was that did ring a bell. That that I do remember Brittany Smart bringing me down and and seeing your facility and yeah, just being able to meet you and and seeing what was going on. Which at that time I hadn't been in a space that was doing that. So it did open up my eyes. And it's funny now. Yeah, James has passed the baton over to Mike Crichton, who's, who's mm. chatting on a little bit later on. It's just funny how these things do work. But like you mentioned. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this bite-sized interview with Darren McInnes. We are just going to take a quick break to hear a snippet of our interview with Dan Baker, the president of the Australian Strength Conditioning Association. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to head over to episode 23 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Here's the snippet. What are some key focuses with developing athletes? Of yeah. yours? What, are, what are your pillars? So? A little bit different now. Uh, kids back then all moved pretty well. <laughs> it's like no one couldn't do a full squat. <laughs> everyone could do a full squat without even talking about it. Everyone had good mobility and could touch their toes to the floor, uh, hands to the floor, hamstring-wise. So, uh, but now you've got to concentrate on movement first. Do they move well uh, in multi-planar situations? Yep. And then once we've got them moving well, hopefully by age 10, then we can start loading up with body weight exercises and soft resistance. Soft resistance, I mean, is uh, not not barbell weights, using sandbags and medicine balls and bands. And I'm not a big believer in using barbells till after they finish their peak high velocity growth spurts. Because uh, their, their technique's going to change anyhow when they go through these growth spurts. And they're really starting barbells. And sometimes you don't know that it peak high velocity till three to six months after they're in it. To hear more from Dan Baker, make sure to scroll to episode 23 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Now back to the bite-sized interview with Darren McInnes. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy. Let's unpack the self-awareness aspect of it first. And I like how you broke down passion as well, because I think that ties in with what Woody was talking about, being authentic mm. and not trying to be something you're not. And you mentioned that you can be passionate. And, doesn't need to be can I just loud say, or... Woody, Woody's so lucky that his authentic self is such a, an attention-grabbing authentic, because I'm my authentic self, but I'm just a little bit dull and Oh, you can see it from both points of view. Like that's, that's not getting any play. I, I love how Woody's authentic approach is also really uh, captivating. I think it's great. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so, so self-awareness and, and knowing your weaknesses and your strengths, what are some activities or some processes, I guess, for, for coaches and athletes to that area? I think one of the most important things, and it came to me later in life than it should have, was trying to cultivate an awareness of what the me experience is for other people. Because so often, you know, we're going around our life and we just experience what we're, what's, what's coming in at us and how the situation is, whereas really having a thought of, okay, what's, what's the me experience going to be like for other people? And so, for instance, I'm pretty relaxed about me because I'm not worried about me judging me because I'm pretty secure and, and chill. But interns coming into our place were fucking terrified of me. You know, we, we had an intern once, I was talking about it today with our, with our team. Our Athletes Authority did the thing where they have the interns present at the end of their internship. Great idea. We did that too. And we had one that had a panic attack that was so bad that she went blind. Like she couldn't see. Like she literally lost visual because she was so stressed about doing this great presentation. Like we had a really intimidating environment early on because, because people thought, I thought they had to be perfect. Uh, and it took me uh, quite a few, it took me much longer than it should have to go, actually, I'm freaking people out a bit. I should be a bit more relaxed and allow them more room to make mistakes. So that self-awareness of what's, and Jacob too, like he's fully intimidating because he's 
crazy smart and he he doesn't he took him a while to realize that he wasn't getting the best out of people because they were actually they were above that sort of peak arousal curve like they were at the wrong the wrong spot of of that to actually perform so yeah that's i think that's step one yeah yeah and then you mentioned passion and let's delve into that a little bit more so Mm. For those that are listening in and, and, and want to be passionate and, uh, and and showcase that in social media to build a brand or in their coaching for, for athlete rapport, whatever the purpose is, what, what are some ways that you that you worked out early yeah. on in your career that recognize, am I going to be a loud coach? Am I going to be, you know, attention to detail? And, and obviously Firstly, whatever you do, just do the exact opposite to what I do on social because my social is weak as. But I think, I think for me, I, I get very excited about the kind of the compounding effect of of one percent is about doing doing these things where you, when you start to add them together, people's athletic ability gets better and better. So getting the details in place so you can really get them faster, stronger, better. And what I think I'm you know I'm good at is conveying my excitement at or around the future potential of the work they're putting in now. Like if someone someone nails their trap by deadlift, I, I'm really excited because I'm like well, this. If we just keep going down this path, you are going to get really, really. So I think, and it's, I look, I'm from a background as as a lot of arts degrees in my family and a lot of teachers. And I love, I enjoy telling stories. So I'll, you know, I'll tell someone the story. If if you put a gun to my head and you said, you're stealing my entire gym, but I can only keep one piece of equipment. That's going to be the the trap bar. I love it. It's awesome. Here's why it's going to make you run fast, jump high, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm, I'm as passionate about, selling the thing via a story as I'm about doing it I think that helps too because your athletes you don't have to rev them up each week because you've you've kind of incepted them with why they should love being good at this thing and I, I enjoy that as much as I enjoy the coaching it's the the influence on them to to have them be as hungry for excellence on their trap bar deadlift as I am yeah, because they're you know they're probably not going to nerd out about a trap bar deadlift the same as as we us no. or the panel, but hearing that they're going to jump higher and and run faster, mm. they probably will. So mm. it makes a lot of sense. What about from a like you mentioned with COVID at hard times, important it is to put in the work early to sort of set yourself up for success and and increase the other topic. So yeah, what what you mentioned good values and, and knowing, you know, how to do good work and that will sort of set you set yourself up wherever it leads you, you won't necessarily know, but good things will come. Is that something that you've sort of had ingrained in you growing up? Is that something a mentor has helped you develop over time and you've trusted that concept and then now you're starting to see that it has paid off? Or is it yeah. something you knew? I, I, I wish it was as considered realistically what it was was I had I'm I'm a recovering perfectionist. Like I actually had problematic kind of OCD level perfectionism streak that I had to really kind of bash out. Like I had to get rid of that. And so that was just, it was just like, I would, I would have trouble going half into a task. So when I was at the Danong Rangers in the WNBL Women's National Basketball League, I was getting paid 12K a year to do that gig in, in 03. And I was probably putting in $100,000 worth of my time because I just couldn't half. And that wasn't some grand strategy. That wasn't some noble thing. It was just like, it would just drive me crazy to not do it properly. And and it's only, you know, like I'm 48 now, it's only with probably in my mid-40s that I actually, being a perfectionist was crippling our progress as a business. So it wasn't, I think it was just a bit of, in the same way that, you know, Woody loves getting into a fight or an argument or, you know, getting up and around, like that's not a cultivated thing, that's just kind of who he is. My sort of OCD tendencies were who I was. But now I'm definitely uh, chasing being 
an awesomest rather than a perfectionist. But fundamentally, a perfectionist is a stupid strategy because you never get anything done. And so my, my brother's our CEO and he yells at me about it and Jacob yells at me about it a bit as well and keeps me in line. Awesome, mate. Well, thank you for jumping on and sharing your, your wisdom with us in terms of, like Woody mentioned, you were the first one that we seem to be aware of at this stage anyway, doing it in, I was a balaclava, grew up in balaclava, so fully aware of, what was it, balaclava? Good old body world. Body, body world, world. Yeah, the most old school looking gym you'll ever see. Yeah. But yeah, t- talk us through for athletes listening to the podcast, as well as coaches, cool. as a way to get in contact, as well yeah. as how do you work with uh, CoreAdvantage? So, yeah, so coreadvantage.com.au. It's got all our info around training with us. And you can follow me at durham.mckinnis, M C I N I S, and core underscore advantage is our account. At, at least equally interesting, much more interesting, is Jacob's account uh, at VBT Coach. He's putting out some great stuff that is, is really doing great with it. Yeah, I'm loving your app as well, guys. It's great. Oh, like awesome. It. Thank you. Out the phone and yeah, get the get the boys getting competitive with their yeah. base training. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. Thanks heaps for having me, Jack. Appreciate it. Thanks, Darren. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as Q&A segment, aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of the Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their N of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, game changes whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and you know and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary it unravels everything that i've been working with an athlete for yeah yeah another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the prepare like a pro live chat show here's an example with academy member rama davies the friendly conditioning coach at the box hill Hawks. Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And, yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was, you spoke a, a, quite a bit about, um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or, um, do physically that, um, you wish you either knew or did, um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point. Um, what, what are some it, key focuses yeah, with certainly, developing athletes? Yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, 
I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just a bit to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm-hmm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and um, if I kind of didn't have that fear, Fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review, or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.